name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I live technically in Mendocino County, but I'm pretty close to a town called Fort Bragg, and there is a Safeway there. Now, I got no beef with Safeway, except for that they sell beef, but other than that, it's whatever. But this particular Safeway has its own unique character. One time, um, I looked it up on Yelp, or for some reason, I can't remember, but it was like two bad reviews, and it was like, uh, you know, the cashier was making out with somebody and then there was a fight in the aisle and i'm not even kidding that's not even that i can't remember exactly but that's not hyperbolic like it's that crazy so much so that i joke that when you that we have the only um wrinkle in the space-time continuum in fort bragg which is the safeway was when you walk in you're instantaneously transported to alabama like it's it's immediate so i don't frequent i have to go sometimes and I, it's a have to. I'm just telling you right now. It's a have to. Usually for the resort. Like I got to pick up something and the other market doesn't have it and I got to go to Safeway. And it's always just like, okay, holding my breath. Here we go. Anyway, this one particular time, very recently, I uh, was walking out and, a, and an older gentleman was putting his cart away. Nice, nice move. I always put my cart away, by the way. It's just a good thing I do. He's putting his cart away, but he left a case, a case, mind you, of 7-Up. And he goes walking off. And I said, uh, sir, you left your seven up and he just quickly goes thanks it was ten dollars like that he didn't say like "Ooh, that would have been ten dollars loss he was i took it here's how i took it i took it more of a complaint like ten dollars for a case of anachronistic soda you know i was like that's not my fault yes you're buying seven up i mean it's seven up i mean what are you gonna get next fresca are we doing fresca shasta what's happening and that was the, my Safeway experience. It's always interesting. It is always, I had, I was standing in line one time and I'm there to check out and the cashier is on the phone with her supervisor talking about when she's going to take her lunch. I'm standing right there. So when can I take it? No? Okay, well, when? I mean, like 20 minutes or something. I'm just going, this is like insane. It's that insanity. I finished recently the sixth year of the Mendocino Coast 50K Ultramarathon. Woo! Another good year, but my God, uh, it, you know, the old adage, if it doesn't kill you, makes you, makes you stronger. I've, I've sort of called that statement into question on this podcast before, but I don't think that that's true. I think that something doesn't kill you. It could weaken you for sure. Like, I don't think that that's always like, okay, well I was near death, but I didn't die. So therefore I should be able to be stronger than I was before I had a near death experience. This race takes it out of me. And then I go, okay, that's it. This will be the last. Nah. And then all of a sudden, I'm greeting people across the finish line. I go, son of a bitch. I got to I gotta do it again. It's too worth it. The benefit outweighs the cost. This year, um, I packed the supply truck for, to go to all the aid stations. The big, the big, the big, you know, U-Haul kind of deal. Actually, literally the U-Haul. Um, but the first aid station, somebody goes up in their car cause it's up this path and you can't drive a U-Haul truck up there. So they drive up their truck and I packed their, I, I grabbed stuff to, and, and somebody was helping me. I was like, let's get stuff in their car to go. Well, I forgot it was on me. I forgot to put the big jugs that they put like the big sport drink in. 
So these poor volunteers get to A Station 1, they're busting out, they're, they're like ahead by 45 minutes, so they had some time, but they're setting everything up, and they go, and, and they go, I don't know if they'd done it before, because they were just like, all right, well, I guess it's what we do, and so they were mixing individually sport drinks in these teeny, small pitchers that are supposed to be filled by the big jugs, and then the volunteers hold the pitchers and, and pour people, you know, pour their bottle, pour the runner's bottles, right? And they're just, pour, just every pitcher, they came back like, that was kind of hard, I go, why? A Station 1's usually mellow, they're like, ah, oh, you know, just mixing all the pitchers individually i was like well wait you should have oh my god oops here's a mirror here's a mug but i did it i'm very tired i am tired there's no doubt about it i it's a week later and you know i run the course the day before so i did very well better this year skip goes you ran more this year and i'm telling you on paper under trained and yet what can i i don't know what to tell you 32 miles on trails felt better this year felt better this year doing a lot more breathing. Now I've got that nerdy aura ring, you know, that you guys have probably heard about O-U-R-A. I know I'm not sponsored or anything to them, but, and it's expensive. I got it because I do breath work coaching. So I was like, let me ha- see how to monitor this and kind of get a sense of what it is. Anyways, the one cool thing is I could compare this year to last year. And I showed my wife, I was like, I'm 10 to 20 points higher on sleep and readiness. Like those are their sort of general markers and they take into account multi, you know, multiple factors. And I'm like way in there. And that's because every moment I had, I was doing my, doing my breath work. I mean, every moment, including on the run. So, you know, so I run it the day before. And then that night I'm still working to, you know, finish up the, the, the race prep. And that, and then I go to sleep and I wake up at four in the morning. That's the day after I run the 32 miles. So there is no time for recovery. And then the following day, people said, oh, you get a day off tomorrow. I was like, no, who do you think unloads the truck and takes every, all the recycling to the, to the dump site? That's me. It's is not, I don't have a staff. You know, I've won like, you know, Dumbledore. I have like like that kind of stuff, but I don't have like a peoples. And so that, and then the next day back to work all week. And then I was like, okay, weekend, I have a class yesterday. Son of a, so this was my first legit day off. Mm. And what did I decide to do? Record a podcast. It's been a few weeks and I thought, you know what? I got some stuff to talk about here. Do you remember when I was telling you about my friend with the diabetes? Uh, diabetes. He um, and all the kind of cool things. So I talked to him and he said, you can use my name. His name's Mike. I said, I didn't know. I didn't get a thing from you. He goes, yeah, you use my name. Anyway, e- update. Even more weight loss. He's killing it. He's technically at a healthy weight for the first time in I don't even know how many years. Unbelievable. He's fe- he's feeling great. By the way, he's not 100% a- anything. He just eaten shit ton more plants than he was before. And he's still down on the insulin 50%. I mean, it's killing. He goes, yeah, no, I'm, like a healthy, I'm a healthy weight. I'm just like, he goes, I haven't, my day-to-day is just sort of like plants all day. And then he, you know, he drinks a little bit and he has, you know, whatever, goes to Disneyland, had a hot dog, you know, but it's not the most of the time, like I say, right? And on that note, and it was just sort of like, here, dude, you know, like I talked about last, last time, just eat this stuff. He goes, all right, fine. For him, small step. But I'm sure that you've been checking out or listening to or reading about these new drugs. They're not new, but they're really for diabetes. But now everyone's going like, oh, my God, it's the magic pill. And we will buy anything that we can get weight loss without doing the hard work of it. So that's, I think that's the like the, the jingle. Ozembic, Wagovi, and Terzepatide. I don't... Look, I don't even speak that language. I don't speak pharmaceuticalese. Like I haven't, I should do Duolingo on that. But Wagovi loses the contest of the three names. Wagovi. Who who sat down and goes, let's just, um, Wagovi. I mean, at least Ozembic. 
Ozempic sounds like a you can hear that in an ad. Like you can you can see the little dog running across the field and the old the old guy just walking around in like kind of probably plaid something or other. You know what I mean? Um, these are drugs that. Uh, help people lose weight uh, up to 25% of their weight, which is significant, but not enough to get them to a healthy weight, which is interesting if you're starting with, you know, morbidly kind of morbidly obese kind of thing. Um, and there's also some downsides, in my opinion, malnutrition, just recently read an article about that, because it basically messes with your hormones that you just don't feel hungry. And so because you don't feel hungry, you might not eat enough, you know, how weird to uh, and also guess what freaking depends on what you eat. Good God. It says, and in, in, the, in the one article on terzepatide or whatever it was, pe- quote, people cannot lose weight with diet and exercise alone. They can't for thousands and millions of years. People can't lose weight with diet and exercise alone. You're kidding. Show me the studies that show that people cannot lose weight with diet and exercise alone. Show me that study. And I will show you all the people I've worked with and the millions of other people who have totally done that. And what the F? Seriously. And also what kind of diet and what kind of exercise are they beating themselves up? Are they doing healthy blue zone kind of exercise? Mostly plants, whole the ones, not Oreo plants. You know what I'm saying? Taught a class and they were like, well, plant-based means like whole plants. I go, no, it does not. Plant-based means it's based in plants. Well, Oreos are based in plants. So is white flour and white rice and olive oil. It's plant-based. So you can't, the the terminology is pissing me off. And by the way, I've been describing my podcast. You know, people go, what's your podcast about? I go, it's just what Sid thinks, whatever is up. I don't talk a lot about food, I say. And then I look at my most recent, like three or four episodes. I'm like, son of a bitch. They're pulling me back in, baby. You know why? It's because my goal is that eventually you all, the elite of the world, by the way, uh, who listen to this podcast, are like, okay, I got it. I don't need to think about it too much anymore. I got, like, I got it. It's, it's done. I don't have a conversation. I know it right now. What's stopping me has nothing to do with food. What's stopping me is all the other shit. That's fine. But I, but this I can kind of lay to rest. Sid, he got me to the point where I realized it is not about my, if I'm unhealthy, it's not about food. Or put the, it's not about my knowledge of food is what I should say. It's not about my knowledge of how to eat healthy. That's it's not it's not all about that. It's, I'll think of everything besides food. What's stopping me? Okay. Mm. I'm having a beer. I went to have one of the leftover beers from the race because there's a case left, and I tr- treated myself to it. Tell you what, but it's not cold. And I was like, son of a gun. So I found one in the fridge called the Headlands. Went, well, Lisa picked it up at the street. It's okay. It's not great. I'm kind of pick persnickety. The, the younger kids at the resort were making fun of me that I don't like IPAs. You don't like IPAs? I go, no, because it's the medium roast coffee of the beer world. It's in your face in, in not a subtle way. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I want a little more salty. That's what I think. The small step intensive is still rolling. Um, I do have room now. My God, I had more clients than I've ever had, and I handled it. But boy, that was that was a lot. But now they've finished uh, all successfully, might I add, and I have some room. I'm running another special. It's a really good time to get in before the summer. You can do this program no matter how busy you are. I never want somebody to, if they do it or don't, but never because you go, well, I've got to get to that. And I go, no, no, no. You could be just clusterfucked right now with the busiest world you've ever been in and guess what this intensive works and and dive right down in and how to negotiate all that stuff anyways you've got to know, know it stress management habit change nutrition running breath work all that kind of stuff okay the special is uh, go to smallstepintensive.com but it's 10 this is what you just you just write me or something 10 percent fun with sid wait a second 
Oh, it's 10% off. That doesn't read well. I'm going to keep it. 10% fun. That means you of the fun you could have with me, it, you're having only 10% of it, which by the way, is more fun than most people can handle with me. If you had 100% fun with me, you're not a small stepper. You're just having the best time and not in a healthy way. <laughs> Thanks. He's in show notes. He's to the Patreoners. Huh? There's a few left. I It's on some level in my brain, I go, I wonder if I could just force everybody out in some in some weird way. And by the way, the numbers on this podcast are not growing significantly. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm just saying it's not like I go, I've been doing 172 episodes and I can see an exponential growth of listenership. It does not happen in that way. And all I can justify that is by saying that there's not that many elite people. Mm. The fiber of our lives. See, you guys whipped me, whipped me around in the in the freaking uh, food realm. The general recommend. You guys know fiber. I mean, you know my thing about fiber, right? It's the it's like everyone kind of gets it, but if you could, if you if if you want a simplified diet so significantly, just eat more stuff with fiber in it. And I'm not even kidding. And the only stuff that has fiber in it is whole plants. But anyways, on a lark, I thought I was having a dinner the other night. And it was like one of those bowls. And I'm not a hippie. And I would never call it a Buddha bowl because frankly, have you seen Buddha? I don't know what's in his bowl, but good God, man. Lay off the cheese because that is some serious, you got to de- not at a healthy weight. But then again, people can't lose weight with diet and exercise alone. So maybe if we put Buddha on Wagovi, we might see some some movement. Uh, the general recommendations of fiber change between men and women and ages and all that crap, but they hover around the 30 gram ish per day. And Americans in general and most people around the world are not even getting close to that. But I just thought, and I don't count, measure, or weigh anything day to day. Ever, I get clients off of that crap because I'm looking at gorillas going, they, they're okay. They don't count, measure, weigh. We're good. We can do this most of the time, right? So I decided on a lark to add up what was in my bowl to actually do the math on it just just to see and this is one dinner and i just kind of wanted to lay this out here so here's what i had i had a 10 ounce bag of frozen peas that i steamed now it's a whole bag for me now you might go, oh my gosh that's a, a whole bag of frozen the cloud calories on it is like 100 something it's nothing you got to understand when you're eating things with fiber they take up more space in the world so you might it might look like a lot of food but calorically it's not that much which which by the way common mistake that people make when they move to whole plants they don't eat enough because they go cute little thing on a cute little plate i don't know why i'm so hungry all the time it's because you don't eat enough calories you used to have fried chicken on there um okay anyways so 10 ounce bag of peas got it one cup of quinoa Okay, one can of beans. I know it's a whole can. I opened up a can of pinto beans. I strained them. I rinsed them. I put them in the bowl. It's a can. It's whatever. The serving size is a joke on these things. It's a one can. It's not that many beans, but it's like three and a half servings per for can. I'm like three and a half ser- per can. Serving size is like a, the teeniest little handful. Anyway, so I put the whole thing in. Um, lettuce, threw a bunch of lettuce in. I like bowl. I like just throwing a bunch of crap in there. Tomato. I had a big, big old beautiful tomato, my God. About 10 baby carrots. And I felt like such a dork counting, but people do that. They count stuff like that. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's crazy because that's pejorative. So I'll just say it's crazy. I had some tahini dressing that I made myself. It's tahini water. Okay. Well, that's boring, Sid. Yeah, I'm not done yet. Cumin, garlic, uh, garlic, sorry, garlic powder, uh, some lemon juice. Uh, it's like a lemon tahini thing, right? A little paprika, 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit of salt in there, sure. And uh, whip, uh, just blended that in my Vitamix. My God, what a dressing. No oil. And there's, you know, minimal fiber in there, but it's what it is. And then salsa, because I'm not a communist. So I added that up just to see. Now, I'm, a couple things here. Did not include the, the fiber in the tahini dressing. It's probably not minimal, but I, it wasn't worth me even measuring. I was too exhausted by that time. Salsa also would have fiber because it's the tomatoes and the onions and stuff, but I don't, it's exhausting. Okay. So in the peas, quinoa, beans, lettuce, tomato, and carrots, are you ready for 48 grams of fiber, 48 grams of fiber. Now that exceeds by far any recommendations for men, women, I don't care what age you are, 48 grams. That's one meal. That's not including what I had earlier in the day, which was a banana shake with three bananas. That's an additional nine grams. That's 57. Plus my uh, my green powder drink that I do with a tablespoon of flaxseed, which is another one and a half or so grams of flaxseed. Oh, oh, pushing 60. Pushing six, twice the amount. And that's just an average day. And by the way, calorically, not that crazy. Like it's not that much. I mean, during the day, three bananas and my little green greens with ground flaxseed tablespoon, not not much, and then the bowl at night. Um, so easy. Well, how do I? It's eat. You just pile a bunch of stuff and you go. Has this been messed with? Has anybody done some science experiments on this to extract the protein to make a protein powder, or to extract the oil to make oil, or to ex- fat to make oil, or to extract the sugar or white flour? Oh, oh no. Okay, then I'll put that in the bowl. Just do that stuff and don't pay attention to serving sizes. It's embarrassing. A serving size of, you know, half a cup, cup. I mean, good Lord, what are we talking about? Three. If you look at the nutritional data, sometimes I will just for class classes sakes, but they'll say like uh, one cup of lettuce, not a significant source of protein. You want to know why? It's not a significant source of anything. It's a cup of lettuce. It has like four calories in it. That's don't do that. Don't do that. If you have enough lettuce calorically, it's a great source of protein, but don't pull that not a significant source of protein because that means one cup isn't not that lettuce isn't it's just that one cup of that isn't and i agree because it's not a significant source of anything got it so shut just shut shut it shut it it's so easy don't make how hard you think it is a a, a prohibitive i think i said that recently so i'm saying it again and by the way, it tasted great. The thing with the tahini sauce and the salsa. Are you kidding me? I think I would even put some teriyaki sauce on there. I'll do that because I'm multicultural. So I'll just kind of whip in the salsa and the teriyaki. Nobody knows what to make of that bowl. It's like a United Nations in a bowl. Tasted so good enough. Enough being the operative word. It tasted good enough. And also who cares? What if it didn't taste that great? It's like, look at the thing. I mean, amazing, right? separate here's here's my here's my message to you okay separate yourself from food addiction by just about four degrees and then you're just killing it i mean it's like four degree off the addiction scale which means most of the time just stuff just eat stuff that doesn't make your light your hair on fire and then you're just killing it most days. And then on weekends when you're with your friend Pat, you just do whatever, french fries and whatever, like who cares? But if day to day you're like, I'm going to just walk four paces off my food addiction and then I'm just killing it most days and I feel super, super good and my food is super, super good enough. And on weekends with Pat, I like that stuff even better. You want to know why? Because I earned it and I feel good, really good most of the time and I'm in a better mood. Pat's kind of annoying, but because I feel damn good, I can kind of handle what he, she says. I wish I could write a better song 
One that would make you love 